the dumpling. Not to be confused with the spring roll, a meat bun, or even Kung Pao chicken. In case you're not very familiar, the dumpling is one of the most versatile food items or dish in Asian cuisine. The dumpling even has different names depending on how it's cooked, and sometimes even where it's from. Gao Zi is the dumpling itself. Soi Gao if it's cooked in water. Wo Tip if it's pan fried. Tong Gao if it's in soup. And if it's served sweet like a dessert, it's called Tong Yun. That's about all I can authentically manage using my poor Cantonese. And I first tried to record this using my even worse Mandarin Chinese. Anyway, according to Google, this is how the story goes about the dumplings' origins. Chinese cooks have enjoyed a version known as Gao Zi or Zhao Zi in Mandarin for more than 1800 years. According to legend, Chinese stuffed dumplings were invented during the Han Dynasty by a man named Zhang. This fellow, Zhang, returned to his ancestral village during the winter after a long time away. He noticed that many in the village were suffering from frostbite, particularly around their ears. So, in an attempt to solve this ailment, Zhang cooked up a batch of mutton, chili, and healing herbs, and he wrapped them in scraps of dough. He folded the dumplings to look like little ears. Then he boiled them and handed them out to his afflicted neighbors. Well, I don't know if Zhang's culinary ears cured their frostbite, but apparently everybody loved what he made so much that they kept on making them. And these really became what we know as dumplings today. And today, we know a fellow named Dixon who makes food for people he loves, and that eventually led to Dickie's Dumps. Dixon daily doles a dump of delicious dumplings, and delicious dumplings does Dixon daily dump. Let's listen to his and Pearl's dumpling story. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Glow Says, and I'm so happy today to be speaking with co-founders of Dickie's Dumps, and they are Pearl and Dixon. Dixon is Dickies, as you can imagine. And you might be wondering what Dickies dumps are. So let's find out. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having us. Hey, hi. how's everyone doing? <laughs> so there's two of them, Pearl and Dixon's with me today. And I'll just tell you, the two of them make dumplings. So why don't you start with telling me a bit about yourselves, about your background? Um, how did you get into the dumpling business? So I guess I'll start first. Um, so this was a little side project that Pearl and I started two years, almost two years now, actually. Yeah, two years ago. And um, how it came about was because Pearl ran an art show for Chinese New Year's at Fortune Sound Club. And she needed a food element to it. And I'll let actually Pearl talk about this art show a little bit because it was a really cool project that she put on. So about uh, three or four years ago now, oh, wow, time flies, <laughs> about four years ago or more, I decided that it was time for District Local, which is another side passion project that I run. I needed to host some offline, in-person events to really engage and connect with our community because we had like accumulated quite a following online. Um, but again, it's, it's not the same as in-person connection. Um, and as well, I wanted to celebrate more of my Chinese heritage and culture. Um, so we created uh, an art show called Get Lucky Art Show, uh, where we invited about two to three dozen local artists to submit artwork. We provided lucky red envelopes for them to create artwork on. 
And then we displayed that um, during the Chinese New Year parade in Chinatown. Um, and people who attended could view the art, enjoy the parade, and purchase the art. And there was obviously a charity component because we want to give back to Chinatown. Um, so the second year that we did the art show, we made it bigger programming and involving food because what is Chinese New Year without food? Dumplings are often eaten for Chinese New Year and no brainer to invite Dixon to host the dumpling bar. And then from there, it kind of snowballed because after the event, we, we sold out we, I think we made we like sold out in 90 minutes. 1100 dumplings. Yeah, they sold out in 90 minutes. And so, yeah, and they sold out in 90 minutes. We, were, we, were, we thought that would last like the whole event because the event was like maybe a four hours, five hour event. People started, hey, do you sell these um, frozen or are you, you know, do you sell this anywhere else? There's like, definitely a lot more like, requests. Like, since friends and network or like colleagues were like um, inviting him, like, can you host a dumpling bar at this? you know, corporate events or, you know, at this party. Um, so he did start doing more dumpling kind of like catered events. Mm -hmm. And each Chinese year after that, he was again invited back, uh, whether it was for the art show or we just created um, like a food hall event for Chinese New Year. Awesome. So, did, but did you just stick to the catering side of it? Like you could have just kept going to the shows. Like what happened? People just started calling you like in March and April. Yeah. So even so, prior to this too, right? I was doing um, a lot of private catering gig, and as almost like a hobby because I do have a daytime day job, and that's a Monday to Friday type of thing. And I would only have time to do catering gigs, maybe like five to six times a year, just to be doing something completely different from my day job, and it's a way of um, kind of like it's therapy for me. I guess <laughs> if you want to put it that way. And then pretty much right like after the art shows, people, there was a lot of requests and I'm like, oh, I can only do it X amount of times a year because I personally can't do it. And then that kind of got us thinking if we can do, you know, a frozen dumpling brand where people can take a product home. I've always kept dumpling stock, like whether when I was a kid, there's always dumplings in the freezer because it's a very easy, convenient meal. And even when I started like living on my own early in my 20s, like after university, dumplings is always like the easiest meal where you feel like, oh, I'm actually cooking. Okay, so an idea was born, an idea for a dumpling business. And and one of the first dates that we did was that uh, we made dumplings. Nice, a dumpling making date, dumpling date. <laughs> Yeah. A dumpling date. Yeah, so dumplings have been in our in our life for for the whole length of our relationship. Yeah, you know, growing up Chinese, you're making dumplings, you're eating dumplings, and it's one of those comfort foods. But Dixon, it's easy to make some for your family, but I mean to cater like eleven hundred of them. Oh, it was a, it was crazy. It's it's a production. <laughs> I was gonna say because your dumplings, I've had the chance to try them. They are so good. They cook really clean they taste really clean and um clean by like you know it's not i don't know how to say it but anyway clean it's just got a great finish to it and um they're just wrapped so tightly yeah and even when you boil them up they don't get all sort of bloated and bulbous i don't know <laughs> those aren't the right words but we know exactly what yeah. you're talking about 
Yeah, I think that was key for us when we were like product testing because obviously like we tested so many different types of like wrapper and like what goes with it and like the proportion, like tweaking it, making sure it would be a, a really good product that like would be almost fail proof for like a, even a newbie who like a beginner who's never cooked on wheat before. We don't want to like immediately like explode or become like waterlogged like you're saying. So it was really really fine-tuning like yeah. exactly what type of wrapper like that tasted that had the same like the right mouthfeel and the mm -hmm. right chew but would maintain its integrity well i think you did that it, it's really good <laughs> i would say all those things now i wanted to ask you about the shape of your dumplings they aren't quite the purse type shapes that you might see at dim sum and they don't look like the pot sticker either more like the gold currency that was used in ancient China before kind of thing. The one that looks like a hat. Yeah, so that's one of the, um, originally we decided on the shapes. We wanted to be versatile. We kind of ended up with that shape, which is the Shanghai style wonton shape. And um, also after the fact, we found out that shape catches sauce the best. Yes. Right? Like what are like, you know, you the condiments you throw on it, whether it's like chives, green onions, uh, cilantro, like it's just like every bite you can like loads up and on there and then it won't fall apart. So that's one of the reasons why we use that shape. Yeah. Don't even get me started on, I've asked Dixon and Pearl a couple of times if they're going to sell the chili sauce that they show in their pictures. <laughs> secret, secret. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> uh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I keep asking them if they're going to sell it. So I'm hoping that's their next step. But anyway, okay, let's, well, let's talk about the, so, okay, so you, you, you got, you found some success, obviously people liked your dumplings. So what was the first thing you went to do? Like to go buy more freezers <laughs> so you could put the dumplings in? We, we actually did. You are <laughs> accurate. <laughs> freezer space. It's like, it's like the most valuable real estate. <laughs> And did you just start with, like, you just started with the, you just thought, okay, we can do this. A few people have asked this, so we'll just wrap a few. Like, when did it get to a point where it was, like, out of control? It was like, we can't wrap 5,000 dumplings anymore as a side gig. Was there a turning point? Yeah, probably, like, maybe, like, six to seven months in. Yeah. Where right. it was kind of like, okay. And and how we started to, we, we went at it with um, a bit of, uh, marketing and sales mindset too. So Pearl's kind of the expert in um, the social media and the marketing aspect of it. And I'm definitely a little bit more like the sales face-to-face -face, that aspect of it. And I think with that together, plus our network of people, and we have a pretty decent sized network in the city, we're just kind of spread. Was a little bit of like online because you know like not everyone's on Instagram, but we do have a lot of following who will like share and promote us because they do love our dumplings, which we're really grateful for. So um, it's either in person, mouth to mouth, or on social media that has really yeah. helped organically grow our business. Yeah. Which is so cool businesses nowadays that they can do everything that way. I'm sure that's how I found you guys. I actually don't know you. I haven't come across you somehow, um, maybe in my research or searching around, which I actually don't do a lot of. A lot of people do reach out to me. But something you did must have reached me because I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, I kind of like this. <laughs> and then I, well, and and the name Dickie's Dumps. I was like, hold on, are they dumplings or something else? <laughs> we ha I have to look. 
we get other feedback too where it's not for everyone you know you have to have a certain type of humor to appreciate the name you know what i think that's the key thing i think the first thing you need to do is engage with people and grab their attention and you do it with the name so i think it's a success <laughs> from step one <laughs> it, was, it was all kind of silly in the beginning because you know like people that know us and our friends know we're not too serious of you know people we like make fun yeah we we're like pretty casual and um we're like what should we call it just called dicky stumps and, <laughs> and then it just kind of stuck and the funny thing is like hearing all the little kids and you know like we, we have a lot of mom customers and like we love dicky's dumps yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, I'm like ah! the, the toddler testimonials are my favorite what's for dinner dicky's dumps how many are you having? Five. What do you want more of? Um, dumplings. But this is more. But you ate them all. <laughs> you want more dumplings? Yeah. You want to eat mine? Yeah. Okay, how about some uh, fun questions for you guys? Like, since, you know, dumplings, it's it's got to be a fun business. So, what's the best way to eat a dumpling? With a chopsticks or with a spoon? <laughs> So, yeah, because, like, say, like, you know, you're eating a standard dumpling, obviously, like, uh, chopsticks for sure. But if you're eating a, a xiaolongbao or xiaolongbao XLBs, you need to have a spoon to catch that drip from the, from the sauce, right? So I would say both. That's how I, I would, like, eat dumpling regardless. And you, Pearl? I mean, unless they're pan-fried, right? Yeah. And, and you can use a fork. If you want to use a fork. No, never. <laughs> no forks for Pearl. She can spear it with her chopstick. Okay, next question. How many dumplings can you eat in one sitting? Dixon, go. Man, so um, I think my last, the last time I did like a, did a how many pieces? I probably eat like 40, 45 pieces. All at once? At one sitting? Yeah, I could probably eat a bag and a half, no problem. When I was younger, I think my record was like 55, one, one. Wow, that's a lot of wontons, like a decent dump of dumplings. <laughs> Have you ever done a real contest? Actually hosted, I don't know if you guys, uh, some of you guys remember, but there was um, a golden dumpling contest or um, a, like probably like four or five years ago now. Um, in Chinatown. In Chinatown, it was um, the good people at Bao Bay and um, the Chinatown Night Market posted it, and they got me to be a host for, for this contest. The and Dumpling Eating Challenge. So there's two parts of this. There was actually um, the Dumpling Eating Challenge, and there was also, um, they got a bunch of different restaurants and ranked two-minute chow off of how many dumplings they could Yeah, eat. so regular people just signed up for the contest, like whether you want to enter the male or female one, and then yeah. he hosted it. Um, so that was super fun. How many dumplings could they eat? Girls were like around 40 and guys around like also 50. Something. These are the big Hans dumplings. Too, Amazing. Right? Oh, they were inhaling dumplings. It was hilarious. Wow. That would have been fun to see actually. Okay. Next question. What if you could hire another employee right now? Who would that be? Probably a part-time delivery driver. Yeah. I still would like to deliver to like VIPs or, you know, like, <laughs> but you know, people he likes. <laughs> Um, but I like everybody because everybody that ordered, they, they're supporting us. And recently, a lot of my friends moved up to Squamish too. And 
they've been requesting dumplings up there. So we have a big Squamish following. And Whistler. And because they're obviously lacking the access to a lot of great Asian restaurants that we have down here in the city, so it makes perfect sense for them to want to stock up on good dumplings in their fridge, in their freezer. Um, so yeah, I guess that that probably would be make the most sense to have like a a support in deliveries. Except I think I would request Dixon as my driver because he was such a fun delivery man when he <laughs> he was like spent a few minutes, you know, shooting debris. Talking. So when you get that delivery driver, then Dickie could charge a few more dollars for a personal delivery of Dickie's dumps from Dickie. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I can totally understand that's a lot of extra work on top of a day job. Okay, next question. What about your dumpling stock? Do you have a lot of dumplings sitting around? That we do make them to order. So it's not we're worrying about like sitting on a bunch of our stock or inventory. So that part's nice, but obviously that has the limitations of how much we can supply within a short period of time. Um, so there's that, the limitations of just time and space, really, since it's limited to freezer space. Um, and then it's also limited to Dixon's time because, um, as we said, he is the primary and sole delivery driver at the time. Right. When you're not delivering dumplings, do you go out to eat dumplings? Uh, we go out for dumplings. Definitely it's yeah. XLBs, like Xiaolongbao. Um, because, you know, why, why mess with that at home yeah. when there's like this is super pros out there making delicious um, XLBs? And the XLBs are different than the Hong Kong wontons, aren't they? Oh, um, so the Hong Kong style wontons and the Hong Kong style dumplings are a little bit different in terms of the skin that they use. So the skin that they use is, um, there's lye water in there. So that's why there's like, it's a bit of yellowness to it. And that will always remind me of Hong Kong. Like there's no, no one does like a wonton better than a Hong Kong style wonton. Because there's Shanghai style wontons. There's all these other different types. So once you get into the nuances of it, you can, you can break down the dumpling by region in China. What about vinegar with dumplings? Is that authentic? Is it, or is it, should it really just be soy sauce and ginger or? See, what, like, when you eat as many dumplings as we do, <laughs> it's really, it becomes personal nuance of like what you prefer with which, like which type of dumpling, how you prepare it, right? So like for example, the soup dumplings, the XLBs is served with just the traditionally the black Chinese vinegar and some ginger slices in it. Um, so then once you get, there's so many like. Yeah, for us, we, there's no right or wrong way to eat a dumpling. Uh, pearl through some shredded cheese. Shredded <laughs> <laughs> um, cheese? Shredded cheese, not shredded cheese on some pan-fried dumplings. Wow, mind blown. Wow. You can do whatever you, you need want to. You need to try it. Yeah. Shredded yeah. cheese on pan-fried dumplings is like this combination that you never do. Yeah, so there's no wrong way to do it. Like, so try, try with some Mexican hot sauce. Try with some... Um, I don't know, mayonnaise, who, who knows? Like, there's, yeah. we're, we're not here to police anybody. We're like, use that as a base, go freestyle, have fun with it. And I think that's, I, mean, I feel like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, the creative, just uh, like creative, like, um, license is a little bit more flexible for me when I'm eating pan fried because I treat it more like, like the way you would like an appy, like a bar snack, finger food. You can dip it in like sour cream even or a dip yeah. or whatever, right? Or like yeah. some like some sort of like red sauce and 
almost like a pasta, right? But, um, yeah, but um, definitely for like when I'm eating boiled or steamed, it's a little bit more traditional. Yeah. And I'll just reach for like soy sauce, sesame oil, some chill, some sort of chili, whether that's chili oil is yeah. usually a chili oil. Then um, um, a hit of black vinegar, like yeah. just to kind of cut it and give it a little bit of brightness. And then we like fresh herbs like scallions, cilantro, um, those are always good. Yeah. And then maybe some fresh bird's eye chili if you like it really mm-hmm. spicy. Mm-hmm. Yum, that sounds good to me because I like it spicy. Okay, so what's Dickie's Dumps going to do in the future? Yeah. We're dumping for sure. We're just going to keep on dumping. Yeah. And then like hopefully because um, we are both very like community oriented and we do like having like hosting events and being a part of the community. So like whether that's like partnering with like some of our friends who um, run restaurants or other businesses, um, if we could do pop ups, um, that's really where we get that kind of face to face connection. So yeah. we'd like to get back to that. Yeah. And then I, I don't know, just keep going. Okay. How many times can you say Dickie's Dumps, Dickie's Dumps really fast? Probably like three times. Pro go. Sticky dump, sticky dump, sticky dump. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> it sounds like sticky dumps. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of gross. Uh, you guys are so cute. It was great talking to you guys. Thank you for your time and happy dumping. Happy uh, dumping to you too. Thank you very much for listening. So, did you like that little dumpling wrap at the end? I hope you could hear it. It wasn't super clear, but it's great. And I found it under Dump Love on Dickie Dumps Instagram. Anyway, I had so much fun with Pearl and Dixon. Their branding perfectly reflects who they are as a couple. Culturally Asian, and they're all around good fun. They don't have a physical space yet, but you can find them online at dickiesdumps.com. What started with a catering gig and thousands of dumplings, this side gig became a business. And like the dumpling itself, Dickie's dumps are also versatile. Dixon and Pearl make their dumplings in a particular shape so that you can eat them any way you like, boiled, steamed, or pan fried, in 15 minutes. They are also made to catch the most dipping sauce possible. Now, I personally am hoping that's their next adventure. Until then, my suggestion is to chop up some chilies and garlic, mix in sesame oil, vinegar, black vinegar if you can find it, and a bit of soy sauce. So to summarize, this is what you do. Boil dumps, dip dumps, eat dumps. I should also mention that this year in 2021, the first day of the Lunar New Year falls on Friday, February 12th, which is coming up really soon. For those who celebrate, I can tell you that all the preparations for the food, the family, and the fun started weeks ago. Now, I'm not sure what everyone is doing this year, but if they decide to visit their family on Zoom, I'm going to guess that many of them will be wearing red, as this is considered a lucky color. And if you're a kid, you're going to look forward to getting lucky with as many red packets of money as possible. Keep your eye out on Dickie Dump's Instagram feed. They will celebrate the Lunar New Year with exciting collaborations this year with local companies such as Arteryx, Sing Sing, and more. Until then, happy dumping, everyone, and happy Lunar New Year, too. 
Subscribe to Glow Says on Apple or Spotify, and I'll talk to you soon.